Welcome to the It's Going to Be Good podcast, where Jill and I talk about how to build your accounting firm in a way that is healthy and sustainable so you can focus on doing meaningful work with exceptional people. Um, Jill, you want to share what we are talking about today? Yeah. Uh, Today, we will be talking about the mission and values and how that has affected the way that we formed the firm and um, how it informs the decisions that we make at the firm. So uh, I think we should start at a, at a good starting point where uh, we get a really good sense of where you are coming from pre-mission and values at a crew. So um, yeah, where, wh- wh- what were you thinking before we created this in a crew? Oh yeah, I thought it was totally dumb. <laughs> uh, I, thought that, I thought it was like, you know, it's one of those things that they always say that you need to do, like you need a mission statement and you need values and you know it's it's always like this long wordy mission that no one remembers that's kind of made up whatever and it's a bunch of values that are like honesty and integrity and respect and like things that are like i mean okay but like that's just kind of being a person so like don't lie to people and stuff but like that's it just didn't feel meaningful so it was the kind of thing that i always just kind of pushed off and was like yeah whatever it's like a it's like a business thing, but like we're we're working here. So like w- while we're getting work done, you guys can worry about that. So it was definitely not something that I immediately saw the value in. Um, but I think it was an area that Jill challenged that idea on. And I think that's that's kind of a good use case for having someone to say, I know you think that, but maybe that's not just the end of the story. Maybe we need to explore that idea a little more fully and imagine why we might want mission and values. Um, So, Jill, I'm curious what made you kind of push on me for that, because that was still fairly early on in us working together. You were kind of still feeling out your role and you were like, no, 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 this is important. We need to do this. So, like, what made you kind of think or know that it would matter? Honestly, working at places that did it poorly, probably. <laughs> if I'm being honest, it's probably that. Yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head with the the idea that it's just such a vague set of words that typically are used to just try to coerce people into operating within a, a pretty small box. But it doesn't actually do anything. Like if you ask most people to define integrity, they really struggle to define that word. Like what does that even mean or what does that look like? I've heard one good definition in my life and that's it. Um, but, you know, you, you can't you can't actually have something like that that's supposed to guide people, be like a North Star for them if it doesn't mean anything to them. And so I, I've worked at a good number of places that had things like this because they were supposed to. And just how like unattainable or like too attainable they are. So it's either like it's an unachievable value, like, you know, I, I can't even think of a good example, but some something that's like, oh, who's that good all the time? Or like I think one one of the things we say is like we're not perfect. We we don't expect perfection. You can make mistakes. Their mistakes are inevitable, but only make them once. Even that is pretty lofty, you know. Like, and that's not one of our values, yeah. but it's a pretty pretty lofty goal. So I think they tend to either be really lofty and pretty like unattainable, or they're just totally meaningless. And and then it ceases to actually be functional language that's used in the company. 
And so, you know, I, I think for me, knowing where we're going and knowing the ways in which that we're planning to to go that direction was just too important to me. And, you know, I, I think I came in with a little bit more of the HR bend of like, we need to do annual reviews and we need to do we need to check these boxes. And I think probably initially the mission and values was partially a checkbox for me, if I'm being honest. I think in in hindsight, I can see exactly how valuable it was for a crew. But in the moment, I think I was doing the thing that I thought you should do. I think I was being smart and not wise. And it ended up being a really wise thing to do because of who we chose to do it with. So, Anna, do you want to talk a little bit about like how we even got to the point where we agreed that this was meaningful? <laughs> like, like, I don't even know if I remember how we got there, but this is what we're going to do. And yeah. this is how we're going to do it. And it's going to be on purpose and with intention. Yeah, I think uh, that all gets a little fuzzy to me because <laughs> it was also during COVID. So who remembers anything then? But um, but I, I think it, you hit on something that really was kind of my pushback of it is that it felt like a business box to check. And one of the reasons I started my own firm was to not do dumb stuff just because you're supposed to, but to do stuff on purpose and to really be thinking about why we're doing something. And so the the sneaky way that you got this in there was with a website rebrand. So, you know, if you're looking to side door some of this kind of thing, you can just talk about it being marketing <laughs> or something uh, and then and then sneak in that we need to do mission and values. So when we initially rebranded to a crew, um, I was working with a, a design company and it was back in the days when it was the hippest thing to say that you were a technology company who happens to do X. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, we're a technology company that happens to do bookkeeping. And so the flavor of our website and even the logo itself, like I felt really strongly about the logo being the name of the company. So not having an image, like the coolest kind of tech company logos that I saw like the logo was very rounded. It was kind of blue or green. Uh, so ours was blue and green because that's, again, how creative I am. And it looked, you know, very, our website was very clean, not a lot of words, very kind of white and like almost cold feeling, but very like tech forward and very like not your grandma's accounting <laughs> firm. And and then we were realizing, oh, wait, I might be the only one that like super loves technology. And also maybe that's not like our unique value proposition is just technology because clients kind of don't care. They care that you can solve their problem. They don't really care that you're like the coolest, hippest <laughs> accountants. Like, so we kind of went with this, hey, maybe this isn't quite reflective of the company that we are. Maybe it's time for, you know, like an update to the website to make it look a little bit more like the company that we are today. And so you brought in Ben, who is someone that you knew and part of his process was doing like a mood board for like what resonates with us and then going through a whole process of figuring out who we are as a company. And even in that, I was acting like a toddler <laughs> and being like, Jill, I don't want to. Do we have to do this? Like, um, And you were like, yes, we do. This is part of the thing. Ben is walking us through. I mean, I you didn't sound never that say it you that sounded. <laughs> you sounded like an adult, respectful person. <laughs> uh, I sounded like a toddler. 
But, you know, it's like, yes, this is this is part of the process on purpose. And and he is walking us through this so that we get something really great at the end. So let's let's trust the process. Like, let's lean into what he's asking us to do. And even though it feels dumb, like even though it feels like a waste of time and like we've got real work to do, like, let's just go with it and kind of see where we land. And that was hard for me. <laughs> I I wish I was like, cool, let's do it. I I did not. But I did go along with it. And in that process of I think it was less about creating values, about creating a mission, and more about finding how we were already operating, what we already cared about, and just better and more clearly articulating yes. that. So, Jill, um, you kind of were the main person going through like that mm-hmm. worksheet from from Ben. What all did he ask us to do? Because now it's been a hot minute. Yeah, there it was. It was a pretty robust process. So you mentioned the mood boards, which were really helpful for like the actual brand refresh that we were doing on the website and getting like a really good feel for what we wanted things to look like. But on the more like substantial end of like creating the values and things like that, um, we were going through some of the things that we are and we are not. And some of the things that are like true of the team that we hire and the team that we, you know, um, work with and the kinds of people that are a good fit at a crew and things that are just like true of the industry, but definitely not here. So I think even in in identifying the voice, there was quite a lot that we were able to really specifically identify. Like we are professional-ish. We're not stuffy and formal. We're never going to say hello, sir or madam. Like it's never going to be a thing that we ever say unless there's like a legal document that must say it in that way. But for the most part, we are a different kind of company than most firms. And so we wanted to really articulate what that was. And so getting our voice right was really important because we were also about to start on some marketing efforts. And so we needed some really clear guidance and direction on on kind of who we were at this point in time and who we want to be in the industry and who we don't want to be in the industry. So I think that was really huge. And I think it was really easy to do that. I know exactly who we are. I know exactly who we are not. Let me give you a bunch of the words. Here we go. I think the things that were more challenging we're coming up with values because we had a very specific set of criteria for us to be able to feel good about implementing values at a crew. And one of the main things was that they had to be actionable. And so we can say honesty, integrity, whatever, all the all day long, but like what does that look like in action? And so we wanted to answer that question in creating our values. So I think a lot of our time went to having those conversations and even getting away at retreats and and stepping away from the office to have conversations outside of our normal workflow, outside of our normal space, and talk about what are the things that we need to see from our team? What are the markers for someone who's really successful here? What are some of the things that we just expect from everybody? You know, I think one of the the fun ways that we can kind of shift an ideal or a, a value like respect is like being fair to everyone on the team, getting your work done well and on time, you know, getting it done early if you can, like all of those kinds of things are really actionable. And that's how you can be respectful to other people on your team. You can respect their time, you can respect their responsibilities, and you can just get your stuff done. And that's such an easy thing to implement if you can transform the language around it into something that someone could go, oh, yeah, no, I could do that. 
So, I mean, making each other look good. We don't brag at a crew very often. We brag about each other, which I really love because Mm -hmm. we get to promote other people's successes and other people's creative thinking and other people's problem-solving abilities. And we get to do all of these things. And it doesn't feel gross or like self-aggrandizing. And we value that here. That's part of the humility that we expect from people. But humility is not one of our values. Making other people look good is. And that's adjacent to humility, which I think was really important to us to not oversimplify something, but to actually make it something that people could do. Yeah, I think that was the most important thing for me is if I'm going to spend time and effort making this thing, it has to be something we actually use. I don't want to put effort into something that's going to hang on the wall of my office that no one else sees and then we never reference it again. And so the the values being actionable, being behavior-based, being I can tell you through our values exactly what we expect in how you operate at a crew. I don't know that it was as obvious to me that that would actually be the case as we were making them. I was hopeful that that would be what we were making. One thing for me is I wanted them to be something easy to remember. So what we ended up doing is structuring it with three values that are three words each because I feel like three feels weirdly like complete. I don't know. We, we all talk about offering three options to clients and like, <laughs> I don't know, Starbucks has like three sizes. I don't know. Three felt good. It felt like a good number. Three values. Each of them are three words. And the values that we came up with were so indicative of this is not a typical accounting firm that I think um, makes it super obvious right at the door. So our three values are you do you. And that value is all about personal responsibility. So it's about, you know, doing your work well and on time. It's about, you know, you have a flexible schedule, which means you have to take ownership of your work and take that personal responsibility. You know, it's about like asking for help before it's a dumpster fire. So it's it's all in the way that you personally operate. And so that value is, hey, you do you. Our second value is just be cool. And that is all about how we interact with one another. So like Jill, like you mentioned, like um, making each other look good finding ways that we can all win, Mm -hmm. you know, really in the way that we collaborate with one another. Like, just be cool, man. Like, that's the value. And then our third value is aim for better. And so that's about how we grow and improve. And under that value are things like be excited to learn and generous with your knowledge. And I think that's an easy thing, and especially in, in less healthy work environments, is people tend to get very like siloed with knowledge because they feel like if I let you know what I know, then you might advance above me. And and so I want to hold on to what I know and and be very, you know, like kind of lean into that scarcity mindset. And so we just want to say, no, no, no. We all want to be excited to learn. We all want to be generous with what we know. We always want to be owning our mistakes and learning from them and and constantly aiming for how can we keep making things better. And I love that value because it's not about making things perfect. Mm -hmm. It's about making things better. And so that to me, once we, it it was a weekend retreat and I, I don't know, I was thinking about it at some point when we weren't thinking about it and landed on like those three values. And, but what's so fun for me is when I shared them with Jill, it was like that (laughs) like, that's a good idea. So like, you know, I got all the ideas, but like it, you know, uh, half of them suck, maybe more than half. <laughs> so when Jill is like, that's a great idea, then I know that I'm on to something. 
But I will say our mission was a lot harder I would to agree. come up with. So, Jill, what was like? How long did that take us to actually land on? It something? took us weeks. I think I think we molded over for many weeks in a row. Uh, we got the ball rolling with Ben, and we were, you know, making progress on it. But we just really struggled to make that actionable, to make it like centered on the right focus, and and to make it really clear and concise. And so we we kind of started throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what stuck. And um, I feel like through refining the language, as tedious as that was to like nitpick every single word in our mission statement, it's really helpful because I know it by heart. <laughs> I know it because it makes sense. Yeah, it's clear, it's concise, it's it's quick and easy to understand, and it it means something and it's what we call our team to all the time and so it because it is actionable because it is clear because it is easily understandable it's effective so i think you know i over the weeks of tweaking the verbiage around it it, as as stupid as that felt it was worth it Anna, would you like to share our mission i feel like you i feel like you (laughs) i i do love it so yes i am happy to so we we kept dancing around a few of these ideas like we we work with businesses, but also nonprofits. Mm. So our mission couldn't just be business because, you know, that doesn't encompass some of the other organizations we work with. We wanted to get towards this idea of like leaving a legacy of, of you know, building something that's worth building. And then also in the relationship that we have with clients. And so there were these kind of core ideas and then just figuring out how do we articulate that succinctly so that anyone on our team could actually remember our mission. And our mission is partnering with leaders to build and grow remarkable organizations. Mm-hmm. It is one sentence. And it is it is actionable today. It is aspirational for tomorrow. It is the kind of mission that makes me feel excited to go to work because it makes the work that we're doing feel like it is meaningful and then when we actually engage in that and, and we we meet clients in that space, when we see that relationship as a partnership and that we are in this with you and here to serve you in the way that you will then grow this organization. So we want to partner with you, but it is still your organization. You know, so we're not going to swoop in to save the day. We're not going to run it for you, but we want to partner with you so that you can build something great and we get to be a part of that and celebrate that. And and so finally landing on something <laughs> and then and then landing on some values. I will say like, A, it felt good that day. <laughs> like, woohoo, we did it. But, you know, that was two years ago and I don't have to look at our mission. I can tell mm-hmm. you what it is immediately. I don't have to look at our values. I can tell you what they are immediately. And I would bet Maybe not the mission. I would hope that everyone remembers the mission, but I can absolutely guarantee every single person on our team knows Mm -hmm. our values because we talk about them all the time. And I think that is a thing that is the difference between doing this and having it be a box that you check and doing this and having it be something that actually impacts your business. Mm -hmm. So like if someone's just like, you need to make mission and values and you're like, okay, whatever, I did it. It's not going to do anything. Like, it's not going to impact you and it's not going to impact your team. When, like, some of the ways that we implemented, well, actually, Jill, like, I know you had some ideas about how to initially implement to take these ideas and then turn them into something that we 
did yeah. something with. Yeah. So our our values really, really informed how we actually started annual reviews. So the first thing that I did with those after we created them beyond sharing them with our team and and letting them in on kind of the the plan and path and, you know, expectations that that were now being aligned with the job. So we created a, an annual review that everyone on the team would actually receive and it centered around the values. Now we've iterated that a ton since then and we have a much more robust process. But that review still functions as our intro period review because these are the things we're typically testing for when someone joins the team. Can you be generous with your knowledge with other people? Can you Are you excited to learn about things and, and generous with your knowledge? Are you treating others fairly? Are you getting your work done well and on time? Are you asking for help before it's a garbage fire? Are you doing these things? Because if you are, that's a good mark to us. You can teach anyone the technical skills, uh, basically, essentially, you cannot teach people to be a different person. And so people come into a new job and they have to adapt. And there are things that are malleable in that. And you can change as you join a new job. But for the most part, your character is going to come out in the way that you operate. And so these were really helpful in identifying these are the expectations that we have for team members and how they operate on a day-to-day basis, how they learn and grow, and how they support each other on the team. And so this is now the standard of behavior at a crew. So it just set this like bar at this is the bare minimum. This is the least we expect from everyone is our values every day. And it's a lot. <laughs> this is wearing like seven pieces yes. of flair. And we would love you to wear 36 pieces of flair. You do you, because that's yeah. one of our values. But like this is seven pieces of flair that you can wear That that's just, you know, kind of meet. The expectation is that you will do your work well and on time. The expectation is that you will be cool to mm-hmm. other people. And the expectation is that you will continue to grow and develop. Now, you can excel at those things, but it is an expectation that you will at least be doing yeah. all of those things. Well, and we've um, we've ended yeah. working relationships with people because they were not living this out. And and I can I can think of of several people where the values were the center of the conversation that we were having. That that is the core center of this is the expectation. These are our values. You're aware of these. This is part of your onboarding and training. So what happened? Like it's just it, that's the question is mm-hmm. this is the standard that wasn't met. I need more information from you because something needs to shift because this is the absolute bare minimum that anyone must show up with every day in order to continue working at a crew. And and it's a it's a high bar, which I like. I appreciate that about a crew because we expect a lot of our team and in return they get a lot of flexibility, they get a lot of support, they get a lot like it works with the guardrails in place. But without that clear target, it's really hard to be like, hey, you aimed in the wrong direction. I know you don't have a target, but you totally missed the shot. <laughs> like That's not helpful yes. information. Yeah. Well, and you can't hold someone to a standard that you haven't yes. set. And so that is the piece that these values really articulate. This is how we expect you to behave, which we are telling you ahead of time so that if you aren't meeting that expectation, we can have a conversation about it because you actually know what the expectation mm-hmm. is. And so an absence of those values and and really kind of before we clearly articulated it, there were team members that weren't a fit. And I knew like something wasn't cool, but I couldn't clearly articulate it. And heartbreaking as it is and it it is always heartbreaking when you get to a point where you realize that someone on your team should not be there it did allow us to have that conversation and and even if that person didn't understand and and we hope that they you know that they do 
it at least gave us the confidence to know that we were making the best decision for the team. If someone was on it and not aligned with our values, it is a detriment to everyone else on that team to keep them. And so being able to say, no, actually, we have a clearly articulated set of how we expect people to behave. This person is clearly not meeting that expectation. Now we're going to enter into that space where we have the hard conversations because it's too important that we're all on the same page. Like, I think our values gave us that alignment of this is the direction we're all heading. And you can be an individual person and each person is coming at it, you know, with their own personality and their temperament and, the, and their own experience and bend and, and bringing their whole self to the table. But that that kind of diversity only works when we're all still aiming in the same direction and we all are aligned in what we value. We we want different ideas. We want pushback. You know, we want people who are going to come in and say, hey, I think maybe we should do it this way. Our values and our mission give us the filter by which to say, hey, that's a great idea, but that's not appropriate at this firm because that's not what we mm -hmm. care about. You know, and and that might totally be an awesome idea for another firm that has a different focus. But this is our focus. This is the direction that we're heading. And so I think that it, it definitely was not clear to me how much our values would impact literally every day yeah. from the time that we yeah. made them yeah. to now. Like, and continue. Well, and not just personnel, so, but clients too. So I, yeah, like yes. how, how has building our values helped in identifying the right and wrong fit clients? And what have we done with that data? Uh, well, hopefully something. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I think it. I have always kind of been of the bend that life is short. And if if clients don't treat you well, you don't have to work with them. Like so there is there was already kind of a bar set of like, we're not going to like work with clients that are just jerks mm -hmm. to our team. But there's kind of some nuance to how someone could not be cool even though they're maybe not being like an outright jerk and being able to to see that and be a little bit more sensitive to it and and then have some kind of direct conversations even with clients to say hey we have spent a lot of time and effort building a great team and we want to have a great relationship with you the way that you are behaving to our team is not cool and so that can't continue. So either that can shift or we can talk about like an exit plan. I think that that our piece of it is about creating expectations about, hey, this is how we work. This is what we do. We want to make sure this is a good fit on both sides. And so I do think that kind of collaboration and so things like just being cool, being finding ways we can all win. That is how we approach working with clients. So how can we make it easy to work with us? How can we be cool on our side? But then also, how can we clearly articulate that we expect the same in return, that this is a partnership? This is not a, you know, servant relationship, yes. you yeah. know. But at the same time, this is also not a heroic relationship where we're going to swoop in and save the day for you. It is a partnership where both sides are holding up their end of the bargain. And if that's not the case, then let's talk about what maybe shifting gears might mm -hmm. look like. I think it's it's definitely clarified who we are and who we aren't. And I think who you aren't is just as important as who you are. 
Like knowing who you are not, knowing what you don't value, knowing what you don't care about, and then articulating what you do care about. I think it is something we say a lot to the team, and I think this is true for clients too, but we don't want anyone to wonder what doing a good job looks like. And I think the biggest takeaway for creating values in particular, a mission definitely as well, is I don't want anyone to be surprised. I don't want anyone to wonder whether or not they're doing a good job. And so this gave us a framework by which to then have conversations so that people know, like, in real time whether or not they're doing a good job. And that might be the best gift that you can (laughs) give to your team is to just let them know whether or not they're doing Mm. a good job. So any final thoughts on, on our values, Jill? Yeah, I mean, I, I I cannot stress enough how helpful it is to be able to use something actionable in this. The 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 fact that our our values are things that our team can do and not just be. They can they can do them every day is actually really helpful from a management perspective and just holding them accountable to that. Because when you set clear expectations for behavior, it is so much easier to hold people accountable to that expectation because they know and you know. And you can just have a conversation about what you both know in that moment and and challenge people to push themselves in these areas because no one will be perfect. What we expect is that our team is showing up and, and doing these things to the best of their ability and that when it's perceived or really that they're not, that that conversation will be met with openness and and collaboration about what needs to shift. So and I think that that applies to the clients, too, which is really strange, I think, <laughs> and surprising for me. I don't think I expected our values to affect the way that we think about clients, but I think it really has informed the kind of expectations that we even have for clients. And it's helped us create better expectations for them so that they know what they can expect from our team. And and that uh, has circumvented a ton of problems in the last couple of years, which is so much better than tackling those problems head on. Yes. I think one last thought from me is that these values absolutely and probably most importantly apply to us. And so the way that you create values must be values that you personally own and believe in and will live out because there is nothing that will destroy culture faster than a leader who tells you to do something that they're not willing to live out than a leader who tells you to operate in a way that they're not willing to. And so if anything, these values are a judge to me of where I fall short and an aspiration of where I need to, to be better and, and continue to aim for better. And that's, that's a, you know, one of our values. Um, but it, it, is, um, it is just as important to me that I am modeling these behaviors for our team as that I am expecting that of them as well. And that I am owning my mistakes and learning from them and that I am being cool to other people on the team. And when I don't, I feel it. And I'm like, oh, be better ready. But, you know, that that is, I think, probably that the most critical piece is starting with values that you personally buy into, will live out and then can get other people on board with. This is how we're going to this is how we're going to do. So um, with that, uh, I think we're, we've probably covered our mission and values. We will continue to talk about them every day in our firm, but I think that's probably enough for <laughs> this podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we hope that you will keep tuning in as we share how we're building a firm worth building. It's going to be good. <laughs>